Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Welcome to Keep It Magic Radio. We're here. You will find every reason and excuse to do just that. My name is Jackie Smith, and I'm here with my brilliant, talented, wise, amazing co-host, Storm Sestavani. And if you haven't seen his work or read his work, you absolutely need to. And we're about to embark on another show filled with some magical outtakes and some silliness and giggle along with us. And you know that if you're hearing my voice, that means I'm driving the bus. So everybody put your seatbelts on because it's always a bumpy ride. So let's take a moment to uh, talk about our favorite place where magic happens, CoventryCreations.com. And they are a sponsor of this show. They make this show possible. So please patronize them and their brilliant magical candles because if you have a problem in your life, no matter what that is, love, money, romance, protection, paranoia, health, we have a candle for that. To reach Storm off the air, you can go to stormsestavani.com or like his Facebook page and uh, fan page. Um, He's all over the place. Look for him. To reach me off the air, you can go to coventrycreations.com or you can find me on Facebook or Twitter at Jackie Smith, Coventry Creations, or kind of take a look look for our show website, which is keepitmagic.com, or on Facebook we're Keeping It Magic, or we're Twittering at Keeping It Magic. We're all over the place. You can't miss us. So, hey, Storm. Hey, what's up? Um, Summer. Summer is up. It's My worst high. favorite season of the year, by the way. I know. Hey, how is your roof? Uh, my roof is six, so that's going well. Because that's why we missed last week, because you yeah. had workers. <laughs> <laughs> there was no quiet corner to do the show. Yeah, for. there was no quiet corner to do the show. <laughs> and uh, it was, um, it was, you know, for me, because, you know, it's my life, so it's all about me, um, it was uh, a blessing, because get, coming back from the trade show. You didn't light a candle for that, did you? I did. Because it cost me like $3,500. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I didn't light a candle for that. No, 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 no. I'm very sorry about your <laughs> took care of all of that for you. Um, but it was, uh, but you know, we work really hard, you and I. Yeah. We're like, we, you know, we don't have time for each other anymore. It's really kind of, it's kind of, it's not, it's giving me pause. It's not weirding me out or, or making yeah. me nervous. It's just giving me a moment of pause of like. Things have really changed in both of our worlds. Well, I mean, there is, uh, you know, things change, and both of us are very, very focused. You know, you took over the marketing at Coventry, so you're all busy doing that. I'm working on, you know, some new projects myself um, that are going to be released in the fall. Um, uh, So, I mean, basically, you know, both of us know we're only a phone call away. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but we're both in this particular place in regards to, you know, creating a lot of new things and, um, you know, thinking about what we're going to do with season three of the show um, because, you know, we always have to up our games. We can't just do, you know, we just can't do the same thing again. 
Um, uh, right. So, uh, you, you know, right, it's, really better. but you know, I think that that is the way that that relationships kind of ebbs and flows, and I think that relationships right. go through different needs at um, at different times, and you know, the universe, you know, I think in many ways, you know, because the two of us did a year and a half of a lot of clearing a lot of stuff. Yes. And well, I think that the universe did the clearing first, okay, to make way for the direction that we're supposed to go in. Well, here's here's what we did over the past couple of years is we spent a lot of time um, staying connected continuously a couple times a day. Yeah. And and that was really important for both of us because we were both on shaky ground in different areas of our life. So yeah. we were th- these great anchors for each other. And what was great about this is that um, we really fulfilled this, um, joint needs. Yeah. You know, we really fulfilled each other's needs in, in some really tangible ways, in a very un, in, in tangible ways in our life, tangible yeah. effects in our life, but yet in a very non tangible way if you think about it, because yeah. it's on the phone and email and the very this ethereal stuff. But um but we really brought brought um our game to each other. Yeah. And um, so that's that is definitely the epitome of fulfilling each other's needs. Um, and you see, the thing here is that I think that a lot of people don't don't realize. You know, a lot of people are still caught in the '80s coffee house um, uh, and the old ways that people did things in the '80s and how they created their friendships in the '80s. Okay, mm-hmm. the reality of the 21st century is vastly different. Oh, vastly. very true. Okay, so in my physical world, at least. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, and so fast I can count them. Seven people in my life today. Oh, eight, pardon me. I forgot about one. Eight couples in my life today found each other through Internet. Through the yeah. Internet. So they established um, a relationship via email and phone. Yeah. And, and, then, and then it's really interesting in the Y generation, to actually meet up with somebody and spend time with them face to face is a huge deal. So you know, Gen Y to actually call them is an invasion of their privacy. It, it is, and here is the other thing, Jackie. I will know that that through readings, and of course, I'm sure we'll go through this over the course of the next of the next four weeks. A lot, you know, doing readings. One of the things that I know about the younger set when you speak to them about meeting somebody and you know, like they want a boyfriend or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe you need to get yourself out there. For them, that means Match.com. Right. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that you go to a physical location where, you know, you would meet um, meet guys or become interested in people um, or, um, you know, any of the dating services or even bars. They don't even want to meet people in bars. They don't. Well, they don't, and I understand now. I understand why, because um, it's been a while since since you've been hanging out at the bars. I'm not even saying gone to. I'm talking about hanging out. Yeah. It is one of um, it's a place of intimacy, meaning that people go to a bar to be intimate with each other, whether it's a group of friends or whatever. They don't go to go meet people anymore. I see people going to social gatherings at somebody's house, and they're more willing to talk to the people around them than they are um, at a bar. Yeah. So it's it's just really because it's intimate yet anonymous at the same time. Yeah. Um, at the bar, and so that's not. You know, people talk about meeting somebody at the bar. And whenever somebody says, yeah, I met him at the bar, and everyone shakes their head, ooh, bad plan. <laughs> yeah, but nobody thinks twice when you say, oh, I met this guy on Match.com. Yeah. 
you know, that, that, that has become, um, you know, the, the new normal, even though, you know, I will tell you that for the majority of the people that I talk to that are dating people on Match.com, it's always a freaking disaster. They they cycle through folks pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and now it's interesting. I have a I have a little bit of a theory. I was talking with a friend of mine this weekend, and and she's talking about how she really never thought she'd have love in her life, and she yeah. did, and she broke up with a woman, and and um, there's a long story that's not important here, but maybe it's because I'm older. Um, maybe when you're when you're past thirty, past thirty five, and you're looking for someone in your life. You've you've um, bridged a lot of gaps, and so things become very intolerable because you've grown up. Yeah. And so now that now that you don't deal with life in this way, it, it becomes intolerable when people deal with life in that way. But when you're in your 20s, even into your early 30s, you're like, oh no, this looks kind of cool. I don't know. You're working it out because it's the time when you're supposed to work and you're supposed to be working it out. As you, I use air quotes. But when you get into your late 30s, early 40s, you're not supposed to be working it out anymore. Yeah. I get news for you. We're all working it out. We're all working it out. It's a day-by-day basis. Okay. I, I will tell you a little bit of shock, and this is going to be uh, that you're going to find interesting. You know, I've been, uh, uh, of course, getting out more and doing a lot of uh, different things with my family reunion, all of this other stuff. And basically, now, Jackie, it has kind of swung to the other side. What? And I'm now having to sit back and ask myself, because my immediate reaction to something now when somebody says, do you want to do this, is, yeah, do it. <laughs> now I'm having to sit back and say, do you really have the time to do that? Right, right. Oh, you know what's a really big deal, because we're both workaholics? I didn't tell you yeah. this part. Um, so coming back from the trade show, which we didn't even talk about that, um, but coming back from the trade show, I got, um, the day before I left, I got this text message from my husband saying, your laptop blue screen." Which, it's done that a couple of times, and it was recoverable. So I went, oh, that really stinks. And, you know, like, like oh, that really stinks. Well, let me know when it's fixed. <laughs> and then, so when I got home, he said, yeah, no, you didn't understand what I meant. <laughs> it's dead, Jim. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of my, I, my hard drive was recoverable, but, but the motherboard on the laptop was not. Right, yeah. Uh, it was totally fried, and and that was an interesting, um, interesting exercise in, in, um, in being at the mercy of of technology. But I did not get another laptop. I got a desktop. Oh, cool! And the reason why I did that is because I really needed a boundary. Yeah. This is a really hard and fast boundary. I cannot take my computer home. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I can't take my computer home and work. And and that was something that actually, again, we're talking about, by the way, we're talking about needs today, <laughs> if you hadn't figured this out. But that was a really big need of mine to have boundaries because I was feeling like I was drowning. You and I had talked about this. Yeah. And, and all this work that I had to do and just, just feeling like my head was spinning. And one of my personal goals and, and values was to have time for me where I can choose what I want to do with it. Now, granted, the Satan wants me to just do nothing but and then feel bad about it. No, the Satan wants me to do everything and then feel bad about not doing even, even more. Right. So, and the Satan wants me to do everything and everything for everybody else. Yeah, we, well, you can tell him to shut up and get behind you. Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> um, so, so 
so we um so I was it was a big decision. I was kind of I was literally sweating. I was a little I was a little nauseated when I was making this decision. I was like, but but if I don't have a laptop I, I can't go home and work more. Yeah. And and I said and and so that was my tell. That was my tell because I was panicking about that decision. Um now granted my husband showed me a way around it with go to my PC. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's it's a big effort to do the go to my PC, and it's very slow, and it drives me a little cuckoo. So only if I really need something. But I just from that alone, I have I'm almost finished with um, Angel Intelligence by Yehuda Berg. I have gardened, dude. I have gardened. Okay, there's something wrong with you. I have gardened. I am setting. No, I don't do dirt or sweat. Well, I use gloves. I don't even do near dirt or sweat. I know you don't. I know you don't. And I usually don't. I was like, oh, I don't garden. There's bugs out there. But I did. I, well, you know what I did? I pulled out the grass and put a pea gravel. But <laughs> So there's really nothing left. But um, uh, it was just a little little trim area. But I'm creating environments for myself. Yeah. Um, I've been um, just, just really sprucing stuff up, and I'm really um, – it's really about this is the need that I needed fulfilled, and and how I how I'm fulfilling it is by is by um, creating that boundary. Yeah. And so, the, it's just really exciting. So we're talking this month in June is our month of needs, or July, July. Excuse me. When are where are we? What's going on? It's our last What's four going? shows of the season. It's our last four shows of the season, and, and Storm's making me. I mean, letting me. I mean, asking me to drive the bus. Yeah. And um, and so we thought, what a great way to close this. We talked about in June. We talked about values, which are also wants and passions, and how those are connected. And and so it was this perfect segue to talk about needs in July. That energetically, it it it's um it's all about that as well. Because you know we cheat a little and look forward astrologically. Okay, Storm does. I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. And so that has been um, brought us to to the juxtaposition because one of the things we talked about last month is what's the difference between a value and a need because so many people felt they were hand in hand. Yeah, and we're also in the negative three weeks. Are we? Yep. Oh, that makes so much sense. You forgot to warn me. (laughs) We haven't done that last week. Oh, that makes so much sense. All the there's three plane crashes and two trains. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, this is a big deal. So, oh yeah, huge fight between my husband and I makes total sense. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that a little more. There's no spiritual ozone layer. Just remember that everything is direct light, and if you can't handle it, you're gonna short circuit. So explain that a little bit. The negative three weeks um, is three weeks out of the year in which Zeron Pin, which is the process, moves into Bina. Um, and therefore, what is going into Malkut is straight light from Bina rather than being filtered through Zeron Pin. Um, so if you look at the Tree of Life, you have the three Sephira at the top, then you have the six, then you have the one. Um, uh, Bina is one of the three at the top, Okay. Think about that other six being wiped off with an eraser, okay? So right now there's no process, which means instant cause and effect. Instant. <laughs> so basically, during the three weeks, the reason why 
things get a little bit crazy and they get dramatic and, you know, there's dramas going all over the place and, uh, you know, a lot of different things happen is because there's no uh, process in which that particular light goes through. So basically cause and effect is not here right now. So anything that people do, there seems to be an immediate rubber band kind of flip in regards to it, and, you know, it just causes a lot of difficulties. On the other hand, if you can handle that the particular amount of light and not be reactive, it is the point in which you can really begin the particular process of moving into, uh, into Leo, which is off, okay, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then moving into Virgo, which during the month of Virgo we do Tisheva. So, um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it is just the particular process that's going on. All of the areas, and this is the thing I think for people to take note of, all of the things that you react to over, until uh, the 21st of July, write it down on a piece of paper. That's what you need to do your tissue on. That's really, really interesting because, okay, so so I look at, at Bina is, as well as that suffer on the tree of life, but also a part of, that is the part of the Akashic Records. That's the understanding. Because I had a big awakening last year that those three um, sephira on the top are the records yeah. of your existence. And so Bina being the um, the one where you have understanding, where you understand how you connect with everything. How um, So yeah. all everything is recorded and this is how you use it? You get the understanding of use it. The thing so, here that I think with Bina, just let me stop you for a second. Yeah. In metaphysical circles, Bina has been overly glorified, and she has been dressed up in a really pretty dress. Um, and uh, But what people don't know is that she's on the side of the tree that is known as severity. Mm-hmm. So therefore, usually when Bina is activated, she usually shows you through a very painful and difficult situation where things are not working in your life. Well, isn't that what understanding is? Yes. Um, Wisdom and understanding, um, it it initially brings pain. It initially brings brings a moment of shame um, when you choose whether you're going to stay in that shame or move beyond it or learn from it. Um, it initially brings that feeling that you're like, oh, I screwed up, you know. But if you can move past that, and that's really what the lesson is, do you stay in that in that shame, do you stay in that place, or do you move into a place of like, okay, I get how I screwed up. So understanding is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you finally figure out math, it's not angels parting in clouds singing. It's like, oh, I get it. And, you know, the interesting thing is is it's the feminine side of the tree uh-huh. that is the difficult side, not the masculine. Well, yeah, absolutely. Which, 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 just, you know, which is why I find that, you know, if you read in, in books or you go to, uh, you know, somebody that knows a little bit of Kabbalah, but, you know, they're more of a metaphysician, when they start talking about um, Bina, you know, she's in a flowing gown and dancing around the moonlight. They really want to liquidate You know, liquefy her, yeah. Yeah, they want to put their own love of the goddess energy on it. But and, and there's nothing wrong with the goddess no. energy. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It doesn't necessarily belong there. It belongs further down in the tree. This is the this is the ultimate mother god. Yes, the ultimate, ultimate. The ultimate. Which is which is what do mothers do for you? Even on their initial use, your initial use for your mother mm-hmm. is to be a boundary between you and the rest of the world so you can grow. Yes. 
it is so so Bina teaches us about boundaries, how we don't like them, how to break through them, how how we've been using them in positive and negative ways. Um she shows us all of our excuses. So so she's it, it's severe, but severe in the most loving way possible. It 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 is severe in the most loving way possible. The thing the thing that I think that the metaphysical circles do is that they tend to confuse Hokma and Bina. Um, yes. Hokma is the sephirot that basically is that that moment electrifying lightning bolt um, awareness that changes your life entirely. But there's no pain involved with it usually. Yet, if you didn't have the restriction and the coolness of bina, you would burn up. Yeah. You would not know how to use it. Well, and and so this is my bina love. gives you the ability to apply it. Yes. This is my love of the left side <laughs> because my I I was living on the right side for so long. Move forward, move forward, move forward. More, 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 more. And I was literally burning myself out. So I moved to the left side. I moved a little more to the left to get into the center. And the left side, what helps you do is say, it helps you understand what's worthy, what's, um, what's going to work, helps you cut the wheat from the chaff because if you're trying to eat that chaff, it gets stuck in your teeth cause your gums to bleed, it's not good. Yeah. So um so that's that's what, what it's great use is. So in the negative three weeks, you're taking the energy from Bina, which is your basically she shows you how you're messing up and shows you a path. Yeah. To a path of restriction restriction of how to get there. Yes. And so that will deal with that will just poke at all of your fears. It, it will poke at all of your fears, and it will poke about all of your issues, and it will poke at all of the vows that you've made. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the negative three weeks are a very, very difficult period because of the fact that all of the things that you thought really didn't matter end up mattering. And I'm so glad you told me this because today is the Akashic Wisdom class right after the show, yeah. and Patty and I are talking about um, fears and blocks. And yeah, so, so you um, know, during the... We had, we made the decision we weren't going to do a meditation around that. We were just going to talk about it. Yeah. So when you go into uh, uh, the next three weeks, I just tell people to take note um, uh, and uh, of basically what's going um, on in regards to your life. The cure, basically, for the negative three weeks also is that you spend a little bit of time after midnight – um, and you sit down and you think about all of these particular things that are causing you struggle to the point that you cry. So any night? Any night. You do the, um, uh, you sit down and you think about all of, you know, anything that you, anybody that you have hurt, um, any form of difficulties that are coming into your life, any form of struggles, making note of all of this particular, um, uh, cause and effect area. So if you think about it in a in a layman's way, Jackie, the negative three weeks is really a particular period in which we hit a bottom yep. spiritually. Then you move into a particular period in which you make the particular choice to make a particular change, which is off, okay, the light of the sun, which breaks the curses, by the way, remember. Then you move into Teshuvah, which is cleaning out all of the things that you have done over the past year that have not been working out for you. 
Um, and then you start new at um, Rosh Hashanah. So this is, well, I, I always think that this is a beautiful process the first time I really understood it. So it's really interesting that, and, and no mistake, and it was not by accident, they were talking about needs at this time. Yeah. Because you are going to be given an opportunity to really get in touch with your needs. So um, what do you think the difference is between a need and a value or a need and a want? Um, values, I think, are something that you develop for self-development. In other words, it makes you become you. What you value um, develops who you are as an individual. A need, for me, is a basic substance and or structure in life that contains or governs or allows the individuality to develop. So so one, the value is developed through self-development. Yes. A need is part of the basic structure that allows you to develop your values. For example, you have to have food in order to live. A value, which may be that you value um, uh, a nice smelling cologne because it, you know, it makes you feel pretty. Um, uh, and you remember last month we talked about don't be judgmental on those values. You know, we all have different mm -hmm. values. Some people value wearing blue shoes. I don't. Um, but some people <laughs> value that. <laughs> you know, and it helps develop their own uniqueness, so all the power to them. Um, but uh, the values are very, very different than the needs. The values are something that helps you develop. You can't get to the values if you don't have the needs met. You can't get to it. So, for instance, you might have a value to wear um, lots of cologne, but really your need underlying that is to feel clean. I don't think values and needs have anything to do with each other, really. Oh, okay. At all. I think that if you don't get your needs match, if you have not gone through the particular process of all of the things that you need to function as an individual, your food, your house, how to get to work, your job, you need to make money, you need to be a productive member of society, you need some form of social structure, you need some form of element of love in your life. If you do not get those primary needs met, you cannot get to any other part of your life or any other part of your chart. And I don't, I don't agree with you 100%, but we have to take a break. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with you on the other side of this. We'll battle it out on the other side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you in a few minutes.
And I'm Jackie Smith, and I'm here with Storm Sestivani, who's on the other end of this phone line. And he is an amazing, a million. I like that. That's a conglomerate word for you. Um, So he's an amazing man, astrologer, Kabbalist. Love him. So remember, for more information on any upcoming shows, you can find us on keepitmagic.com. And while you're at it, Take your browser and go on over to CoventryCreations.com because we have a candle for that. And uh, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us everywhere. But good Lord, just find us. So, Storm, I disagree with you. you do you want me to repeat what I said? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Before you disagree. <laughs> oh, you, you, what did you think? I didn't hear you. No, but the <laughs> listener may not remember what I said. <laughs> okay. In my opinion, needs are the basic substances of life that you have to have in order to function as an individual. A lot of times, even down to the perspective, Jackie, that uh, people will think, I have to have a relationship. No, you don't. You don't have to have a love relationship. You don't need that to survive. For me, needs are survival issues. And if you don't get those needs met in an early stage, you spend the rest of your life, Jackie, chasing needs and not being able to get to the rest of the chart to develop, at least astrologically. If the moon is damaged in the chart, which the moon is the needs, okay, it's what it is that you need. If it is damaged in the chart or it doesn't get what it is that it needs to survive and fulfill itself, okay, you can't get to the sun, you can't get to Venus, you can't get to Mars, you can't get to Mercury, and you're going to get very, very distorted versions of those particular planets. Okay. Now here's, and you said you don't think needs have anything to do with values. Not at all. I disagree with you, and here's why. Because going back to what you just said is that if your needs are are not met early on in life, if the moon is damaged, you cannot develop anything else. But I do think societally, through learned behavior, through the expectations of of others, through watching television, through through our own experiences in life, we create values. Yes. But if you're working from a damaged set of needs and those needs are not met, the values get skewed. Then you're going to have a damaged set of values, yes. You'll have a damaged set of values, and you will think that their values... Or let me rephrase that, an inauthentic set set of values. Okay. But but I do think that if if you don't have those needs met, if you do not understand the difference between the two of them, you will absolutely confuse them. You, I watch that with um, 
you know, maybe it's just raising the bar or first world problems or oh, whatever. Let me, let me stop you. What we just said is the same thing. So I do think they're related, though. I don't think that they're related. But I think one not working right affects the other. But just because one is not working right and doesn't affect the other doesn't mean that they're related. <laughs> I think they're related when they don't work right. Okay. In, in, in your worldview, maybe. <laughs> but for me, if you don't have the moon that works on its own, you have to have the, the needs first, okay? The needs are not necessarily related directly to values, okay? But if if you are laying in a bed, Jackie, through, you're born, and you're laying in the bed, okay, and you don't ever learn how to walk, you can't go to the other side and get a cup of coffee. It's just not going to happen. So basically, you won't even know that the coffee pot exists if you can't get but, out of that bed and walk, period. But if you can ever get out of that bed and walk, and you have no idea what the coffee pot it looks like, smells like, tastes like, it's not even in your, your line of vision, or and you can't even smell it, that's never going to be part of your values. But what will be part of your value, what you'll learn to value, what you'll learn to want, um, what you'll learn to feel is beautiful, is what surrounds you, and that's limited by your broken needs. Yes. So your needs, your your unfulfilled needs, can limit your values. It can limit your values, but I don't think that they're the same thing, or they're connected. I think it's one leads to the other. We will agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> but let's, okay, because so we talk, about, we talk about that, that needs are the basic substances of life, and, and a lot of times we confuse ourselves with what needs and wants are, or needs yeah. and values are. But I don't know if everyone really is in touch with their needs. And I think that that is the funda- I think that that is really the fundamental problem. Like I said, if you don't get in touch with what your particular needs are, you know, for example, and we've talked about this a million times, Jackie. People have this, especially in this day and age, a desperate need to be prosperous. But for them, prosperity means a million dollars in the checking account. That's what a lot of people's ideals of of prosperity is. For me, prosperity is your bills are met. You have a little bit of money for extra. You have your health insurance. Um, you know, you're able to take care of yourself. You can go to the movies when you want to. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a million dollars in in, um, uh, in your checking account. I don't have a million dollars in my checking account. But as, as far as the physical aspects of prosperity, I do have that. Right. That's something that, that I've been learning myself, too. So... So I think that there's three things that happen with people who get disconnected. Well, I think people get disconnected with their needs, and then what happens is they start to step into martyrdom or they start to – they get very unbalanced. They can be way too far on the left side of the tree of life, which is all restriction all the time. Yeah. Or they can fling themselves to the right side of the tree, which is more, 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 because they're looking for the need that wasn't met at that base level. That's if your moon is in Pisces, by the way. <laughs> so I think people are either in denial of, about what they really need. Yeah. That they, they throw it up into that, that um, bling-bling area, mm-hmm. that sparkly area, um, and that... Um, uh, and, that, or that they, they that actually needing something makes them weak. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that people can be in denial about. I don't need that because that makes me weak. Mm-hmm. I don't need human kindness. That makes me weak. Mm-hmm. 
or they become or they become victim a victim in their own life. So they sacrifice all of their needs to to the altar of being the perfect caretaker, the perfect caregiver. Um or that um or that it gives them a badge of honor. I never get my needs met. Um, Jackie, one of the things about about the second one that I think also that I would uh, I would recommend including is that people also become the victim of, the victim of their own idealization of what their needs are. Okay, their idealization sometimes. Um, uh, is that in order for them to feel happy that they need X, Y, and Z, but it's a very unrealistic expectation. So oftentimes that they become victims to their idealization. So it's not even necessarily, um, uh, you know, in addition, excuse me, to needing to be the the caretaker and uh, and do the caretaker stuff, okay? The other thing here is, is I think that people have such a lofty vision of what their life is supposed to be like um, that uh, they have so confused what it is that they particularly need, that they're never happy. Right. And then there's the third kind, which are the people that are just pissed off mm-hmm. that their unspoken need is never met. Um, whether that's pissed off at the people around them or pissed off at God um, or, you know, I have this need, why doesn't somebody just come fulfill it fulfill it for me? So yes. they're um, they're walking around with this and it's always it's interesting whenever I work with somebody who's going through that, including myself, it comes down to I don't deserve it, and I'm pissed that I don't deserve it, and it's a catch twenty two you know circular yeah. logic kind of thing so so I think that that's really what goes on when people are their needs are not being met, but again I, I want to circle back around to one more thing sure. about what is a need really, and I think that if we talk about that that basic substance of life, that basic structure that allows you to develop. So a basic need is not a car. A basic need is transportation. Yeah. To get from where you are to somewhere else. So a basic need is not um, having, you know, the latest, greatest, most handsomest boyfriend in the world. The basic need is human connection. Yes. So... So when when we idealize, like you said, you idealize what this need is, you think it's this huge, big thing. You know, I was just talking to my daughter about that when she was um, bemoaning how her friends graduated high school and she isn't graduating for another two years. We talked about um, we talked about what well, what is it that you need here, and how do you go get it, and how you've closed yourself off from that need. Um, and she was in that that they're pissed off that their unspoken needs are not being met. So um, it is. It is. I just wanted to really clarify on that. The other thing with that, I want to like throw something at you that kind of bends your brain a little bit. It takes two people, two energies, to get one need met. No, you're going to have to explain this one to me, Jackie, because I think you went off of the boat with that one. All right. <laughs> so explain it to me. All right. Let me let me let me do some explaining. Now maybe this just comes from the extroverted part, but I see this yeah. as the introverted part as well. Um, is that if you could fulfill your own need, you would. Yeah. It would already be fulfilled. Either you don't know how, you were never taught, or it's outside of your sphere of influence. 
Mm-hmm. It's outside of, of what you've built around yourself. So you need another energy, another person, to create that bridge of getting that need met. Yeah. So so even if that need is basic shelter and food, and you're not gardening your own garden, you need another person to to make that happen. That might be you need another person to get you a job or to write out that paycheck that you get or the customer who's going to pay you for your services. So you have the cash to then go buy the food. Mm-hmm. So it takes two people. And, and that is um, when I throw that out there to folks and, and we talk about how um, whether it's the person who offers you the job or the person who um, <clears throat> who gets out of your or is just nice to you during the day or tells you you're beautiful or whatever because you haven't been able to meet that need yourself. Yes. So a missing need takes two people because you don't know how to get there. So that's and that is actually one of the one of the basic tenets I have in magic is that um for uh the art of creating magic is that it always takes two people. You have a need or a want that you throw out there in the universe and you need another energy f- to catch it so to speak and return it back to you fulfilled. So it takes two people. And because it takes two people, when you stay within your own anger of your need not being met or your own martyrdom of your need not being met or not even knowing what you do need and you never reach outside of yourself to another person or another energy. And I say energy because you might uh, reach out to the light or you might yeah. reach out to your, your um, guide. You might reach out to, you know, whatever. You're, maybe your dog's going to fulfill your needs, but it's another another energy. So, um, But I think that shows how how out of touch we are. Yeah. In, I, th- I think that we are severely out of touch. And you see, the problem, I think, with it is, Jackie, is that the basic fundamental needs, I think, come from the early childhood development. Agreed, 100%. And if you don't have that or that it is in a particular circumstance in which um, uh, you don't get those fundamental, um, I'm hungry, hence I cry, hence mommy gives me the bottle, okay? Um, If something goes uh, awry with that, okay, um, it can be extremely, extremely difficult because basically, um, you know, as the child gets into their teenage years, they may then begin to take that particular bottle or needing some form of food, project that onto their developing relationships, okay? And then they become a a blood-sucking octopus because they never feel that they're filled with anything. Um, You know, so it becomes extremely, extremely difficult. And I I like your idea here that it takes two people. Um, uh, You know, the, uh, the only thing that I would add to that, Jackie, is it takes two people in a healthy situation, Okay, fair enough. In a you know, because, I, because I think, you know, um, if you're going into an addictive relationship that is just all filled with that crazy dysfunction, okay, but you need, you're not going to you get your needs yeah. matched. Your needs can never get met in yes. that situation. Absolutely. It's just, like, it's just like in a healthy situation, your needs and your values have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go, agreeing with me again. <laughs> <laughs> so... With that being said, I mean, this is one of the core breakdowns we have in our life. 
And you see, here, it, uh, what I want people to see is I'm being purposely provocative, okay? Uh-huh. Um, the reason I'm being purposely provocative is because I believe at the core of my being, Jackie, okay? Mm-hmm. And I believe this because I lived it for 40 years, okay? Um, when your particular needs are not met, everything else in your life is going to go absolutely crazy. Correct. Correct. It may seem like it's going okay for a while, but what happens is that it, it it hits a glass ceiling. Yeah. Because the basic core needs are not being met, and whether that's your life or your business or your relationship or any of those things. I mean, okay, I look at it in my life because we're you know we're open books here on this radio show. Yeah. You guys like know more about me than I do. Um. I have some real, real basic human um, early childhood needs that were never met that were never met and i do base and i and i do um uh in an unhealthy way start filling those gaps in with other things that i think i value or want and and this is one of the things that you and i've been talking a lot about for on both of our ends but one of the one of those core things and i'm not saying this to say oh i was such a um poor poor jackie we all deal with this stuff no matter what level of it is Whatever level of bullshit it is, mm-hmm. we all deal with this stuff in our own way. But for me, it was it was validation. We all mm-hmm. need validation of being a loved human being. Yes, and that's your moon in Libra. Is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I apparently needed that more than the average bear. Yes, and where my moon is in Capricorn, so there's already a suspicion of needs that are going on. Um, uh, uh, you know, there's already an element. Somebody that's born with the moon in Capricorn, uh, which, by the way, both Jackie and I, her, and her husband and I. And my daughter. Yes. Isn't my daughter? <laughs> yeah, we all have moon in Capricorn. Um, there's automatically a suspicion that you're not going to get your needs match or in some way that your needs are going to end up damaged in some form of way. Now, of course, life is going to meet you with that particular expectation. And with that particular expectation, mine was betrayal in the most deepest, severest way. Right. Um, you know, so that there is this constant, um, uh, uh, you know, prote- protective device that you begin to develop around those early childhood experiences that when you start to go out into adulthood, you're protecting yourself from things that haven't happened, things that you imagine are going to happen, and um, you're not able to work through the positive dimension of where the moon is located because the moon in Capricorn is extremely hardworking. It will take care of anybody, okay? You need it. Being a Capricorn will get it for you. Um, uh, you know, it is tr- when it creates real relationships, they're endurable. Mm-hmm. They can stand the test of time. So what I'm seeing um, with it, and we're going to, by the way, we're yeah. going to really dig into where your moon is and what, how that affects your needs and understanding where your needs are um, next week's show. Yeah, yeah. In the next couple of shows, because. I think we have to break it up to a couple of shows, don't, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Because it's a lot of information. So, but with even without that information, how do you not knowing you're you're not astrologically inclined, and you don't know where your moon is, and you don't have uh, a storm sestivani in your back pocket like I do, and say, what does this mean again? So, so the question is, what do you do? How you don't do you watch TV, first of all. Oh, amen. You don't watch TV because the distorted view of what it is that you need, basically, from TV is enough to drive you into uh, a psychological disorder on its own. And don't 
read fantasy, romance, sci-fi? <laughs> That's a whole bucket of crazy. <laughs> because because it's the same distortion. Yeah. It's absolutely the same distortion because it's the fantasy. So don't go into that the fantasy realm is basically what we're saying. Whatever whatever direction it goes in, stay away from the fantasy realm. Go into the inspirational realm. Yes. Um, because I think, honestly, I think we have one core need, and everything cycles around A relationship to the light of the creator. Amen. And I said amen to that. Whew. You're converting me, son. You're converting me. <laughs> Uh, I think it all ends up revolving around that. What kind of filters and blocks did you put between you and a loving relationship with your creator? And when, when as you peel, and so I think those those unfulfilled needs are are the way you peel that back. Yeah. I I really think that's the way you you peel that back. So, with that being said, um, I really what what the simple. One of the simplest resolutions you can you can have with this whole thing to figure out what it is your true needs are is to start spending time with you. Yes. That's and isn't that the hardest thing to ask anyone to do? Yes. That is the biggest resistance. I have a big resistance to that. And and honestly that that is why I created a lovely area to sit in in my yard. I'm even getting shade. So yeah. Fern. But so I can spend time alone with me, because when you're missing that time alone with you to to decompress, that meditative time, that time to just let things bubble up and bubble out, you go crazy. Yeah. Because you're you're always that means that time alone, that quiet time, that's the left side, isn't it? Yes, it is. And um. And we need to learn how to let that sustain us as well as being out in the public sustain us. And so, um, so I just think that that that's the, this whole process of of getting your needs met is not as it's never as simple. I mean, uh, it, there's lots of inspiration. It is very simple. We've just complicated it so much. Yeah, we did. We we've did. Just, we've just complicated it so much because we have such a distorted view of what it is that we need in modern society. And I will tell you, Jackie, uh, before we go to the break, um, I remember when I first started getting involved in the metaphysical world. Back in 1988, I know it was a long time ago. I know. Oh, God, we're still freaking old, Jackie. <laughs> I know. That's actually was it 88? It was 80, 80. Well, it was really 86 when I started diving into the whole thing. But you professionally, yeah. Go ahead. Um, 1988, and I remember everybody went running around talking about the age of Aquarius and how wonderful that it was going to be. Um, and then I sat down. Many years later, Jackie, and right around the turn of the century, um, and sat down, and I had this hit in my head that said, "Okay, wait a second. The planet that rules Aquarius is Uranus, and Uranus likes perfection. It doesn't like flesh. It doesn't like the human body. Um, anything that is imperfect won't do. Um, uh, it likes systems. It likes um, idealisms." It likes um, all of these very, very collective things, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you think of that, um, uh, what it really, when when you think of that and you apply it to a filter of what it is that we need in our lives, 
what you begin to start to see, Jackie, in a very, very collective way is basically what's going on, a very distorted view of what people need and that they're basing it all upon this ideal of perfection that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. And what is being sacrificed in the meantime, the opposite of Uranus, the opposite sign of Aquarius is Leo. Mm -hmm. The planet that rules the sun or Leo is the sun. So what, in essence, we're all sacrificing is our own individuality. Let me tell you, the, 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 uh, the brotherhood of light doesn't look that good anymore. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah, when you're, not, when you're not drinking the Kool-Aid and getting with, a, with the program. And if you diverge from the, the Kool-Aid, you'll get zapped. <laughs> with it is the very equipment. true. People, people worship the Kool-Aid. Yeah. The Kool-Aid um, worshippers. Kool-Aid worshippers. So, <laughs> so with um, that's really interesting. I, I, that's it's very true. So, so then you're you are being told what your needs should be. Yeah. And and I don't I don't like that. By the at collective, all. but by whatever the collective uses, right? You know, which is why, uh, uh, you know, I think that it's, you know, watching television, spending an enormous amount of time on social media, spending an enormous amount of time exposed to, you know, the latest fad or the latest fashion or um, things of that particular nature, because they're so ruled by collective planets, Uranus and Neptune, Jackie, I think it's very dangerous waters, very dangerous waters. I'm with you on that. I am absolutely with you on that because here's what here's what I'm seeing is that um, the the whole process of understanding what your needs are is going to be very different than your neighbors because you have your own like you said you have your own distortion. Yes. You have your own um, special circumstances, and so what. I lost the thought. Damn, I hate it. You, you have your own menu, okay? Um, you have your own set of, um, uh, or your own blueprint, basically. Your blueprint is not going to match anybody else's. So if you don't follow the beat of your own drum, you're going to get lost, and it's a very dangerous place to go. It is, because you you will fight against it. You will, um, um, I think that that's, we always revert back to that unfulfilled need. So one of the most simple ways that you can say, what is my unfulfilled need? And and it's the, that unfulfilled need that um, that kind of is, is your biggest lesson in life. Yes. And you can say, and I just repeated myself in a circular way, whew, um, two thoughts at once colliding. Um, so I'm all excited, can you tell? Um, <laughs> so with that, with that understanding, what am I repeating, what am I repeating, what am I repeating, that's when you start digging down, and that's exactly what I talk about in Coventry Magic when I say the why is that. Because what you're doing is you're peeling away those external, that, that social layer, the family layer, the, yeah. um, the I should layer, and getting to the what's the real need layer. Let's, let's go into the absurd for just a while, for just a second, Jackie, and then go to a break. Um, uh-huh. You know, people may think in their head, I need a BMW. Well, why is that? Um, why do you need the BMW? Um, and basically, when you start to go through those particular f- uh, uh, filters, do you want me to answer that? Uh, uh, yeah. Why do you need a BMW, Jackie? Because it shows me that I'm successful. Why um, do you need to be successful? Because that validates me as a human being if I'm not successful or not. Why do you need to be validated by others? Because I feel unworthy. Why do you feel unworthy? 
I was never taught what it was to be worthy. Okay, I don't so, know what it feels like. So basically what you see here is that what the BMW would mean for her would have more to do with self-worth and self-value. She's never going to find it in a BMW. Right. <laughs> so that's why that's why I think an unrequited need, an unfulfilled need, can become a distorted value. Yes. So it's related. So there, and we're taking a break, and I get the last word on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Keep It Magic is on um, for the rest of this month, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Western Time, and every hour in between. And if you enjoyed the show, you don't want to miss another. So make sure if you're on Blog Talk, go ahead and hit that Like button. Or if you're on iTunes, go ahead and subscribe. Or if you're on Stitcher, make us one of your favorites, and we'll pop up every time we have a new show. So even if you're on the go, you can find us, and you can grab the Blog Talk app or you the Stitcher app or the iTunes app, and you can listen to us on the treadmill while picking up the kids, while grocery shopping, while trying not to listen to your husband, uh, while he listens to the football game, to clarify that a little bit. So you can find us at keepitmagic.com, and you can find me at coventrycreations.com and storm at stormsestivani.com. So do not go away. We're going to be right back after this little ditty by Enrique Iglesias. It's my time. It's my life. I can do what I like for the price of a smile. I gotta take it to ride so I can live in cause the feels right and it's so I feel I like how it feels I like how it feels
consider the best. <laughs> I consider mediocre. Yeah. I want my bank accounts like Carlos Slims or at least mini Oprah. <laughs> Maybe just close your eyes and imagine any part in the world I've been there. I'm like global warming, they think I just started heating things up. But I've been here, I can't travel through time zone. Give me some of my vodka and it's on. And the league is a translation. And the league is church, it's confession on. Dale, mamita, dímelo todo. Adelante tu hombre, yo me hago el bobo. So no te preocupes, baby, for real. Because you gon' like how it feels. Cause I like how it feels. Welcome back to Keep It Magic with Jackie Smith and Storm Sestivani. And if you can't tell, I'm Jackie, and the other guy, he's Storm. Yes. And um, this half hour has 24 minutes, so this is our last half hour of the show. And we have got some magical tips for you. we got some good stuff, um, so hang on. we got some answers on how to find your own needs and work on that that crazy thing of fulfilling it. But here I'm going to tell you something crazy. The minute you figure out what you need is the minute you start filling it. And you make a choice every moment um, of whether whether you're you're going to work in balance or not. But I just think when you really understand it and find it, and not just intellectualize it, but really get it and cry with it, like you said, after midnight when nobody else is around, like in the negative three weeks, understanding what's broken and cry with it and feel it, that's when you start filling it. But if you only intellectualize it, you'll never fill it. I don't know about you, Jackie, but for me, my biggest growing experiences or growing growing moments have always happened about 3 a.m. <laughs> no, that's not what it happens for me. I fall asleep about 9 o'clock at night, <laughs> and I usually sleep pretty good. On <laughs> it happens to me about 3 a.m. because I can't sleep. Ah. Uh. No, um, my biggest, my biggest growing moments in the past year have been when I have just gone batshit crazy. When I have cried, I have chills for that. So, yeah. when I have <laughs> I'll it, yelled, become irrational, and cried, and went, "Wait a minute, this makes no damn sense." And then I really, I had to really um, be that tornado that that or or that fire that that burnt away the crust that was keeping it tamped down. Yeah. When I finally when I finally go <laughs> I am not gonna stay in this prison camp anymore. <laughs> 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 so so yeah, when I finally when I finally let it go and then I grow from that. Um because you know, there's there's a story of, of a couple of couple of few several months ago, um being in an uncomfortable situation where I was not in control of my own universe and um and just sucking it up and dealing with it and 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 not and my needs were not being met and um but I just clamped it down I clamped it down in such a way that that it would got it got really ridiculous but the big growth was when I went oh this is crazy but so let's talk about how to find out what your needs are yeah 
So I have a couple of things for you. One of them is the Coventry Magic Oracle. And um, it's a great tool for digging deep. And it's not going to tell you when you're going to buy your next car yeah. or when the next boyfriend's going to come around, but what it does is it digs it helps you dig deep within your own spirit and your own subconscious and um unconscious to, to to give you a message. And so if you have a Coventry Oracle or even if you decide to go online and use the Coventry Oracle through through coventrycreations.com your first card you draw is going to be and if you go to coventrycreations.com and use a CMO, use the general meeting spread. So the first card you draw is going to be that hidden need or hidden de- I call it the hidden desire because people don't like the word need. So I changed the word to desire, and they went, oh, yeah, I can get with that. So the first card is that hidden need. The second card is what you need to heal to get to it and to start fulfilling it. And the third card is what you need to clear to get to it, to start fulfilling it. So that's just you can give yourself a little message. Give yourself a starting point. Yeah. Any oracle is not the end-all, be-all. Even your own process is not the end-all, be-all. You're, you're dealing with a layer. The other thing is is something that I have done for myself that I want to share with you. And I it's in the article um, that I have up on askjackie.com, which is ask-jackie.com. And it's called uh, It Takes Two. It takes two people to meet one need. And at the end of it is, is um, it's called We've Got a Candle for That. We really do. So this is about creating an energetic support system, building the bridge between um, you and the being who will help you fulfill that need. So um, you start with a needed change banishing candle. And it's ironic that it's called needed change, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) So you light that while setting the intention of, of getting to understand your true needs and your true unfulfilled needs. Um, now you get out your notebook. After you've lit this candle, you get into a comfortable place, you set your intention, you get yourself into a nice, relaxed, calm, meditative state. And you get out your notebook and you start writing or drawing or doodling or whatever gets your creative energy flowing. Yeah. Um, and you, while you're doing this, you're relaxing more, you're going deeper, you're grounding and centering, and you're inviting in your divine allies, the the, the source of your creator, um, helpers to your creator. And then as you get yourself nice and relaxed, let your writing flow to writing a list of the ten things that you need. Ten things that you need. And they can overlap and... And you're eventually going to reword them, so so let them just flow. Ten things, and ten's not a lot. You might get stuck at like seven, but keep going. Write those ten things, and then after you look at those ten things, see what overlaps, see what can be reworded, see what's more of a more of a want or a BMW, and then take that list and distill it down to four. Four things. And out of that list of four things, take a look at that list of four things and, again, let yourself go deeper, stay in this meditative state, and ask your divine allies to show you the two common threads that are between them all. Out of all those four things, there are two common threads. And then write those down. 
and and they're probably going to be opposites of each other. Um, and then if you look at those opposites, you can see the core thing that it pertains to. This is the core unfulfilled need that's blocking, that's stopping you, that's creating fears, that's creating blocks, that's creating uh, filters between you and living a divine life. So this deeper need, this is your deeper, deeper need. And the rest of your time in this area, sitting here with this candle, is now you need to think about what this what this really means to you. What does this mean? Where is it missing in your life? How is it missing? And and using your pen or, or shoot, get yourself some gel pens and some crayons. Start drawing a picture with words or with illustration, um, emotions that illustrates how this lack is creating a hole in your life. Because it's that hole that you try and fill with other things of, of those distorted values. So I have to tell you it's going to take a couple of days. It's going to take a couple of days to contemplate all this. Now, you don't have to sit there with a candle for those two days. Yeah. But get up. You know, when you've had enough, when you can't think about it anymore, get up, extinguish the candle, um, and and move around in your life and see how this new thought affects your life. How are things playing out in your life in your day-to-day? And so as you think about this and contemplate that, you have the needed change candle going, and now you're going to add to this whole process. You're going to take all the stuff that you wrote with your core need on the top of this pile of information that you wrote. And on top of it, you want to place a candle holder with a helping hand Motor City Hoodoo candle in it. You notice I said don't put the candle on the paper? Put the candle in a candle holder and put that on your paper. Yeah. Um, and And ask for help. Ask that you are open to receiving the help that you need to fulfill this need. Because it takes two, you and another energy. And so the helping hand is all about that second one. So you only need two candles for this. And for everybody can use the same two candles, which is the needed change and the helping hand. And and this helps give you a, a starting point to learn of what is your need and how do you get it fulfilled. I mean, as a mom, all the time I say, I can't get my needs fulfilled. I'm doing everything for everybody else. As a boss, you don't understand what I need and what I go through, which is kind of a boss and a mom, same energies at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think that I know what it means to not get my needs fulfilled, but really what it is is I want my agenda fulfilled. Right? Yes. That's different than your needs. So when you when you when you allow those things to filter out in this meditative process, you go, oh, that. So what I'm crabbing about is I need validation from my family. I'm doing this for positive strokes, and I'm not getting positive strokes. So it it might be something as simple as that. But don't do this just once. A lot of times people think that that the spell or the meditation or or that work is to be done just once. Oh, no, 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 no. Rinse and repeat, baby. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> because because when your your spiritual habit is not to have your needs fulfilled. Your spiritual habit is to, as the minute things are tough, the minute things go back to, um, go back to anything the, the way they used to be, 
uh, the minute that happens, you you go back to your old behavior. Uh, because we learn these coping mechanisms, we've been using them for so long; they've worked, kind of. Yeah. So of course we're going to go back to them. But the difficult part, the part where you have real lasting change and lasting change of having your needs met, is when you rinse and repeat and you do this over and over again. And whether you're working with the same need over and over again, um, or you're finding new ones. Although I highly recommend just stick with one. It's like a renovation. Only start one room at a time. Yeah. Um, just just let it keep going. With that same one, what does this mean in this area of life, that area of your life? What does this mean in your love life, in your work life, in your family life, in your social life? So that's that's my little that's my little we got a candle for that. That's great stuff. And it it's based on something I've done for myself a couple of times. And it's getting into that uncomfortable space where you're like squirming in your seat going, I it's enough, I've thought about it enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things that I might add to it, Jackie, um, mm-hmm. just to throw one thing in, one thing that people may want to do even from the very, very beginning, okay, is if they're just completely clueless um, uh, about even getting to those things. I would suggest maybe a vision quest candle, um, light it, sit with it a few days, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just open yourself up to a higher energy, open yourself up to be guided in whatever direction that you need to go in, and kind of do that process, and then maybe go into this as well. Right. Um, because I think that sometimes, you know, um, uh, uh, some people, you, you know, and, and I get this a lot with my clients, they don't even know where to freaking begin. Right. And some of them don't even have a connection to the creator at all, period. Yep. And sometimes you have to light that particular spark in order to make some form of uh, initial movement. That's true. That, that's absolutely true. One of the things that, that you can add to that if you're really confused and stymied as to where do I even start is go ahead and start with pulling um, one of the Coventry Oracle cards or a tarot card. Yeah. Or, for fun, look at your moon sign and and look up what that means. Say that's going to strike a chord for you. Any point is a good starting point. Start with what you're most frustrated with in your life. Yes. Um, just start there um, and and let it go from there. I mean, really, really, this does work because as I'm writing this and, and doing my research and then contemplating this whole thing about getting needs met and building posts around it and the whole thing, I have the craziest dream in the world, the funniest dream in the world which was bringing the two sides of myself together, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And if you if you want to read about the funniest dream in the known universe, look me up on Facebook. And you'll find something that says the funniest dream I've ever had in my life. It's about Jesus and Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, they eventually get along. <laughs> they build a really powerful relationship. <laughs> So what are your things that, what are some of the things that you would throw out there um, between now and next week's show uh, to to start looking at what it, helping people find their core needs? Um, I think it's really sitting down, you know, for me, um, the first place that I would go is more sitting down and looking at your particular um, childhood and looking at what it is that you haven't got. 
Yeah. Um, uh, you know, whether or not that you didn't get affection from your parents, whether or not that you didn't, you know, what is it that you feel that, that where there was a lack in that early childhood development? Um, uh, you know, because oftentimes, and I, I'm just convinced of it, I think that all problems at this particular point, um, and it's usually where when I'm working with um, a client psychologically with astrology rather than predictively, um, nine times out of ten, Jackie, the, the key root problems usually end up with the parents. Well, yeah, because the, your parents are in charge of your early childhood. And and do you feel that it's a it's a um sometimes it's a blame situation? Of course, you know, I'm a parent of a 16-year-old and I'm getting a little paranoid. Um or do No, you think I th- I th- I think that you know, for the most part, um uh, you know, nobody can be perfect parents and there's going to be in at least in one area of your child's life that you're going to screw them up. Um <laughs> I think it's just part of life. Um, uh, we all have a Chiron in our particular charts. We all have that for a particular reason. And Chiron has to do a lot with life's unfairness. And, you know, that there's certain circumstances in certain, circum- in, in, circum- in, in certain areas where life circumstances have taken over to the fact, Jackie, that the parent may not be available emotionally to the child at that particular point or... Um, financial circumstances may divert the parents' attentions in order to provide a particular basic structure, and they're so busy in the process of finding that particular basic structure that they've forgotten that the child has needs. Um, right. You know, there's so many different things, and I think that the first thing that we have to do for parents, you know, when they when they come to you and they say, "Oh my God, I've screwed up my child," you know, the first thing that I that I do is try to help them feel human. Yes. And, and you do very, a very good job of that. I, I was thinking about that because of what you said with the, your, the moon. You know, I have yeah. my moon in, in Libra, which is that um, need to feel uh, validated, loved, accepted. Yes. Um, you talked about your moon in Capricorn, which is that an initial you you know that your needs, you make that assumption that your needs will not be met and you'll be disappointed. Yes. And so... Those two things, I mean, so you're working with, your kid is working with, from a parent's point of view, my kid is already working with a script. Yes, but here is the thing. It's your child's moon, not yours. And the child will develop um, circumstances around that particular moon to fit into their particular worldview automatically. So a lot of times, Jackie, even when a child comes into, you know, they're now 25 and they've had 14 messed up relationships and they can't keep a job, and they sit down and that there's parental issues there, okay, the issue here often is is that the child has to really look at what it is that they've created in there and try to begin to build a bridge to reality rather than anything else. Um, oftentimes, you know, when you have a child that's born with a moon in Capricorn, they're automatically going to see life through the lens of lack. So everything in their life is going to fit into that particular worldview in some form of way. But it's their, it's their moon. It's their responsibility to deal with it. It's not the parents. Right. Right. Your, moon is in, your moon is in Libra, um, uh, which wants a very, very balanced, harmonious, it needs love, it needs to be validated, it needs affection, okay? Um, it's not your parents' moon, even though that it does describe your relationship with your mother, okay? I mean, it's where I would go to in the chart that to, to look at... A, you know, some form of insight into your relationship with your mother. It's still your moon. 
Right. It's still how I choose to respond. You've just projected it on your mother. Right. It's it's it, right. It's my the way I respond to these things yeah. naturally, innately, and that then the responsibility becomes mine to heal or or address or work with or um, which just shows you that I believe we're because I just said that. <laughs> you know, with with a child with Moon and Capricorn, okay, um, just to give you a little help here, Jackie. Uh, with a child with a moon in Capricorn, okay, it's usually going to notice the moments that mommy is at work, not the moments that mommy is at home taking care of them. Absolutely. And it's so going to notice I all of those things when the mother is away, not when the mother is there. Because you know what? They probably don't want the mother there anyways. But that's what they're going to notice. I keep a calendar so I can go, oh, look, here, 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 and here. Yeah. I was here. This is the only spot I wasn't. Suck it. <laughs> exactly, and that is basically you know. So, so that's one of the things that you, that you have to put into perspective. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not responsible for our beginning; we are responsible for our for ending. Anything. Absolutely. And there's, I, I've been reading, uh, as I said a couple of times, um, uh, Angel Intelligence. Yeah. There's a couple of lines that absolutely has stuck with me. And, and there is concepts, and I know I'm going to get them wrong, but I, I'm going to get the concepts right, but the line wrong. Sure. Is that Yehuda Berg talks about how we live in the world of questions. Yeah. We live in Malkut, which is the lowest sephirah, yeah. which is where a physical experience happens. Which is 1%, yes. Yeah. Which is which is only 1%. <laughs> to think that only 1% controls us, you know. <laughs> right. And it does control us, but, but this becomes the world of questions. Why do I feel like this? Why can't I get what I want? Why are my needs not met? Why um, why me? Why her? Why them? Yeah. It's the world of questions. But if you can elevate yourself, if you bring in the light, bring in the angelic influences, when you elevate yourself, you elevate yourself, wait for it, wait for it, you elevate yourself to the world of answers. Yeah. Because answers exist in the upper spheres of um, uh, the tree of life. You know, there, there in. Uh, it gives me goosebumps. Gives in, me goosebumps. In, in the book, the gift of the, of the Bible, that was written by um, uh, Rabbi Ashlag, a um, hundred and something years ago. Basically, what he stated is that that's all that a person has to do in order to live a fulfilled life is to sip out of the cup of Yisod. That's it. It's only one sephirot up. Mm-hmm. And you will have everything in life that you want. One one up. Well, and don't we all shoot for Kater? We don't all we? shoot for Kater, okay, but you don't have to. But you don't have to. That's a very and that's that's a very profound statement. So so let's kinda of look at this in, in the way we're talking about finding out what our needs are. What our true needs are, not the societal needs or the family needs or the or the or the agenda needs, but our true needs. If we are if we just understand what they are, if we just understand what they are and understand them at every level of the self, not just intellectually, but really get to them, we immediately start filling them in our lives. Absolutely. Immediately. So we're coming to the close. Oh, already, sir. Already. Can you believe it's it's been an Oh, it always goes. Ahead? It always goes like that. Um, we want to make sure that you have everything you need to find us next time, especially if you enjoyed this show. So please, feel free to follow us 
um, on Blog Talk Radio. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on Stitcher. And that was a hard deal getting to Stitcher. That's a big deal. I want to celebrate yeah. that. Woo-woo. Um, <laughs> you can find us on our website, Keep It Magic. And just so you know, by the time we get on the air again um, uh, in September, um, we're going to have a brand-new site. So keep your eyes and ears and, and self and Internet self posted on that. You can find us on Facebook, um, Keep It Magic, Keeping It Magic, Jackie Smith, Storm Sestivani, Um you can find StormSestivani.com, CoventryCreations.com, which is a sponsor of the show. So please patronize CoventryCreations.com so this show, this show can continue to be on the air. And get your Needed Change Banishing Candle, your Vision Quest Candle, and your Helping Hand Candle so you can go through this process to get your needs met. So what do they got to do, Storm? Keep it magic. All right. You guys have a great, great week and speak life. The wrong and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life. Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.